This is another episode of The Read Podcast. And before I get into the message of what we're talking about today, of course, I have to do the how have you been since the last time we spoke since the last episode. So just to recap of that episode last, um, I was talking about the significance of it being six months left in a year. Six months of consistent hard work will put you so at least two years ahead. And that was the overall message. Now it's July. It's been a month. What have you done? Okay, so I wanted to do this whole thing as far as like, I'm going to save money. I'm not going to eat out. It worked, but it didn't work work. So I'm about to like reset. So what happened was I stopped eating, going out in terms of like restaurants and getting drinks and being lit and eating anything I want to snap and take pictures in my Insta story. That's not why I go out, by the way. I go out because I really enjoy good food, but I haven't been doing that. However, I've been going to my local um, deli and beginning salads instead of making them at home. Then when I did make it at home, I got tired of eating the same salad. So I try to switch it up the ingredients a little bit. And then I be feeling like, oh my God, who feels like doing this every second? So it's been working, but it hasn't been working. So I've been going to the gym. And when I leave the gym, I be so hungry. Like, oh, my God. It's like, all right, I wake up early in my routine. I go to the bank. After the bank, I'm like, all right, since I'm already down here, I might as well go to the gym. So I go to the gym. I do my little hour in there. And when I leave the gym, I be hungry. Like, the only thing I had all day was water. And a little bit of food I did have in my body, it done sweated out on my way to the gym and working out and stuff. Lately, I don't know if everyone knows that I live in New York City. New York City humidity is just disrespectful. It's not something that you want to play with. So I had this little haircut in my head, okay? I caught myself going to the gym for a week, being outside. When I say I look like I got like a little, like a little nappy fro, it looked like, I'm a guy with a haircut, and I'm trying to grow braids again. It looked like, okay, do you want waves, or do you just want a haircut and didn't go yet? And it's like every single week I find myself having to go to the hair salon to get this haircut touched up because now my hair is relaxed and it's exposed to heat. Before, my hair wasn't exposed to anything. It was under-insecured. But now that I wanted to cut my hair and start wearing it I've been spending more money on my hair than I've been spending on food so I'm like oh, okay I'm spending I'm saving money on food because I'm not going out but the money that I'm supposed to be saving from going um food I'm spending on this new hairdo so for the past week I had to put my old faithful back on but I want to get my hair done again and then I'm just saying like look this is July a new month of saving a new goals to hit and my birthday is August 2nd for everyone who don't know, I'm going to Canada for my birthday. And this year's birthday theme is my year of lemons. So if you don't know, every birthday, I name my year. I don't do New Year's and this is the year for New Year's, my New Year's resolution. I do birthday's resolution and things that I want to accomplish after each birthday. So last year, August 2nd, 2019, I had a 20 live brunch and everything was butterflies in terms of my gift bags and the cake. I wanted it to symbolize like the year of 25. While I'm 25 years old, I'm going to experience freedom and growth. Growth mentally, physically, financially, emotionally, spiritually, and explore. 
And what I've done within being 25 is I've gone to Vegas twice. I've gone to Cuba. I've gone to Bahamas. And I'm going to Canada to end it. And within these trips, I've learned something within every single trip. Like my first um, trip to Vegas, I learned that, okay, this is a new city. I learned how people operate there. I learned how people save money there while making the type of money that they'll make in New York. I then went to um, Cuba. I learned that, like, I got to meet different people and what the different people do. And I learned that you can make money in different industries. I've spoken to older couples while on a cruise. It was about exploring and growing. So now that I'm turning 26, this year is going to be the year of lemons. You know, you take lemons. When life gives you lemons, you make lemonade, all that good stuff. So I'm applying everything I learned from my 20 live year into my 26th year so my 26th year I'm gonna name it my year of lemons it is the year of getting everything done or putting everything into the works so that when I turn 27 that I should be having my streams of income flowing in so I'm preparing for my 26 which is 26 in the six don't tell nobody my theme and you can use it if you want just shout me out so you know where I got that idea from all right so Anisha's 26 and a 6. I'm going to Caravana for Tor- – I'm going to Toronto for Caravana. If you don't know, Caravana is like carnival. Only carnival I've ever been to was New York City, Eastern Parkway. So I'm going to go out there and see how I like it, see what it is to do. My cake is going to be a lemon-themed cake, but the cake is going to be strawberry. And not strawberry like white cake and a little strawberry filling inside. Of. No, I don't want that. I want a pink strawberry cake. All right, anywho, so for this month and this goals, the topic we are talking about today is about remaining credible, keeping the credentials coming in, and don't stop achieving. That's the biggest thing I want to talk about because now we got five months left. And although we got six months of grinding, I don't want you to grind doing the exact same thing and you're not achieving more. When I say six months of hard work, I meant hard work and growing. And I don't know if I was clear about that in the last episode. So some of the things that we're going to cover today is about building your credit, because, you know, that's part of the restore initiatives of read R.E.I.D. Restore, evaluate, invite discussion. So part of the restore initiative is to educate each other on finance, educate each other on budgeting, saving money, how to invest money books to read I definitely want to start a book club once I get enough people to read the same book with me because reading the richest man in Babylon has changed my financial spec perspective so much so some of the things we're talking about today is building a credit I don't want to hear the, oh my credit is already good I'm fine I can do what I want no because once you build a credit you have to have education on knowing what you that credit can get you like I see so many posts on Facebook like oh would you rather have a million dollars or 850 credit score to each zone but a 850 credit score means nothing to a person that don't know the value of credit and that's what I mean so to that person a million dollars they will prefer if someone who knows the purchasing power of 850 credit score they'll just look at it totally different And in life, either you have a lot of money or you have really good credit. And if you're fortunate, you have both. And if you have either or, you should be working towards the other one. That's that's number one. Right now, my credit is not the best. So I'm trying to 
build my money up so that I can fix the credit and I can have both money and credit because that's the ultimate goal. So when you, what can you do with good credit? Like what does good credit mean? 850 credit score, 725, 710, what does that mean? Number one, 850 credit score means that you've had established credit history for a while. You've had your credit for at least 10 plus years, the same open accounts. That means your credit portfolio is diverse. They're not only store credit cards. There are credit cards there, there's loans there, there's cards there, and you've managed all of them really well. Then your payments. As long as you've had all these accounts, you've been paying really well on it. All of those things are taken into consideration. However, there's people out there that F their whole credit up and they found the right person to talk to and then boom, they shot right up. I want to be one of those people that help people shot their credit up. I'm not there yet. I'm still researching. I'm trying to figure out how people do it, how they the credit queen, how they repair their credit. We got you. I'm the credit king. Call the credit doctor. All those people, they know the secret. They know the source. They got the recipe. And until I know that, I can't give you guys all that information because I'm speaking from what I don't know. But what I do know is that you can call up your creditors when you're going to miss a payment. You can make sure you're making the at least the minimum payment or more. I prefer double if you're you're really, really struggling. Don't spend more than 30%. And if you are, you're paying it so that you're not accumulating that interest. Making a payment before your due date, meaning two payments a month, it kind of tricks the system into thinking that you're making more payments than you are. Make sure you call your creditors, though, to know the end of your cycle date because your due date is sometimes not the same date as the end of your cycle. But that credit can get you the house you've been waiting for. A lot of people are scared to buy that house. I don't have a house, but I definitely want a house. A lot of people are saying, oh, I don't want to buy a house. I want to wait for a family. I want someone to share it with. But life is about perspective. So you're looking at it as, I don't want a big house to live in it by myself. I'm waiting for a family. But why can't you buy that house and that big house, make money for you, rent it out, and then when you're ready for your family, you done accumulated all this money for your family. Why are you waiting on them? So those are some things I want you guys to take into consideration. Like I want you guys to look at what you want in life and figure out why you're not doing it. What is holding you back? For me personally, I used to always say that I do not want to buy no big house and live in it by myself. Then I start seeing Airbnbs pop up. I start seeing rental property. I start thinking that people make money in their sleep because you need a place to sleep. Like, I had to think about that. Like, And I'm, I'm going to say it again because I know it's people in the back that didn't hear me. People make money in their sleep because there's always a person that needs somewhere to sleep. And when you study the patterns of a lot of millionaires and billionaires, they all have multiple properties. Rather, they have a house that they're renting out. Rather, it's a house that's divided in from rooms. But it's some type of income coming in that they don't have to physically be there to make the money. And I think that's just genius. What about starting a business? Now, I know everyone tapped into starting different types of business ventures. I know for one point I was selling lashes. I was redoing furniture. I was making graduation hats. I was just doing whatever. 
I thought that was going to bring me a little bit of money, but I stopped because I didn't really have a goal for it. It was nothing planned out. It was like, look, I could just do this and make some bread. Had I really took the time, like, look, this is going to be an avenue for money, it would have been a lot more successful. And what I'm telling myself now is that it's not too late. Like, why am I not starting any type of business venture? Oh, I don't have the money to start my business. Once I get the money, I'm going to start it. Okay, well, what can you do that's free to help you start your business? Business plan. Oh, I don't know how to write a business plan. I never really learned that. Um, You have an iPhone. You have um Google. And they tell you how to write a business plan. Sometimes there's business templates. Like, stuff like that. Oh, what are you going to name it? You need a domain for that. You should be searching up these domains for your website to see if it's taken already. And if it is, how much is it to buy? What else can you do that's free? Um, Plan out your SWOT analysis, your strength, your weaknesses. Look at your competitors. Look at how you are going to approach your product differently or your service differently than, than everyone else doing it because you're not the only one doing it. People favorite line is, I don't want to sell hair because everybody sell hair. You think the guy that owned a liquor store on the corner said that? I don't want to open a liquor store because there's a liquor store across the street? No. You think the church said, oh, I'm not opening up a church because there's a church right down the block? No. It's just two churches on the block. You think the laundromat said that? I'm not opening up a laundromat. There's a laundromat down the block. No. In the hood, if you're from the hood, hood, you know every block got a corner store laundromat, liquor store, church. If you could find a block in the hood that don't, like, just put me on. Because then that's where you need to set up shop. Because that's that's the recipe for the hood. And the crazy thing about it, okay, so this is a little off topic, but it still flows. So I've been obsessed with watching these videos lately. And in these videos, I've been studying the patterns of how people got money and interviews on what people are doing to save money. And there was an interview in particular on The Breakfast Club, and it was with um, Farrakhan. Now, this is probably a really old interview. I was not a fan of Farrakhan because I didn't know much about him. I just knew that he was someone that – the only thing I knew about Farrakhan was literally from the book Push with Precious. She She was obsessed with Farrakhan. I didn't know much. But he was basically saying how – other people, the opposite, you know, color of us, the ones that kind of look like us a little bit, when they make money, they really do it to benefit their people. And I I say this all the time, like I admire the Jewish community. They know the recipe. They figured out how wherever they go, they're in control of everything that they do. If you get injured in a Jewish neighborhood, you won't have to call your own ambulance. Them Jewish ambulances are not coming to, get, to help you. And the fact that they figured out how they get their own schools, their own ambulance, their own 911. And when things like this happen in the media, because I was talking to someone at work and they were saying how the um, things are coming out about different celebrities that's making us not want to mess with our own people. But when it goes on in other communities, it stays within the community. Like, the Jewish neighborhood, well, the Jewish community, they own a lot of our brass broadcasting networks. But you don't see their business on our networks. You're not going to see it. 
unless there's someone who've came out into the media and they've been like someone social. But with that being said, when Asians, for example, when they come to New York, they go to Chinatown. And once they go to Chinatown, they have a community saying, look, welcome to New York, welcome to America, set up shop out here. So then they set up shop in the hood, open up a nail salon, they open up the seafood spots, they open up the cleaners, whatever they got to do, they open up in the hood. And when they want food, they want to go to the supermarket, they go to Chinatown. When they want um, cleaners, clothes, they go to the other Asians in the neighborhood. Why aren't we like that? And it made me think, like, why aren't we? And it's just like, we don't have enough togetherness. And when I say we, I just mean our people. And it starts from young. Like, I have a group of friends and they're always talking about, oh, this person hates on me, this person hates on that. And it's like, no, like, y'all need to find ways to stick together. Like, when Kylie Jenner was going to be a millionaire, I mean, a billionaire, people were donating money to her so that she could reach the billion. People are not doing that to our people. It's like, when you're black and you make money, you have to do it, grind for years by yourself. And then once you get up, they expect you to just give everything back. But that's another story for a different day because I'm not one of those rich people. I didn't make it there yet. But all I'm saying is that when you start businesses and when you do anything, do stuff that's going to benefit your people because we have to stick together. We're not like right now. Show me a black owned business in Chinatown. If you show me a black owned business in Chinatown, I will shut up. Show me a black owned business in a Jewish community. Show me an Asian owned business in a Jewish community. Show me like it's just. When you take some time and think about it, like Little Italy, I cannot go to Little Italy and open up a pizza shop. They're going to look at me like, yo, you, you're you not even from where we from. Like, get out of here. But you don't think an Asian will come to the hood and try to open up a soul food spot? And people going to buy it? It's, it's just crazy. Like, I don't even think they eat fried chicken in China. Like, I've never been to China, but I'm just saying every Chinese restaurant got fried chicken. But whatever. Now, let's talk about investing money. So one of the key components of The Richest Man in Babylon is saying that every single dollar you make, 10% of every dollar needs to go to yourself. Like, you have to pay yourself first. You work in, going to work, and you're tired. You have to pay yourself. Yes, you get a check, but that's not you. If you have to spend it and blow, you have to reserve some type of money. So I challenge you guys, the next five months, every dollar you make, save 10%. At the end of the year, with that money, 60% of it, try to invest it into something that's going to make you money. A lot of times people be like, I want to start a business. I put my entire life savings into it. Never. Never do that. When you study the rich, they say, nope. I put a portion of my savings in it. But it should never be a point where you put all of everything into one thing. Don't do it budget like budget people say yeah I got a budget I'm gonna spend this I'm gonna spend that I got that all in my head no write it down when you write down give yourself allowance like literally tell yourself give yourself cash envelopes for the week I have $200 in this envelope that's my entertainment money when you want to go out you want to turn up with your friends all you have is $200 
Now, let's say, granted, one week you didn't go out. That does not mean next week you have $400. No. Save that. Next week you got 200 That's our problem. We'd be like, oh, I didn't spend the money in here. We could just reallocate it there. No, reallocate it to your bank account. And I've had the same problems. I only speak on things that I've been through, the stuff that I needed to tell myself. Like, you don't understand how many conversations I have with myself. Like, look, you got to do better. This week so far, I've bought and I've gotten five salads. Each salad is 11 to $12. But they're like good. And I'm not saying this is just a little salad, like lettuce, cheese. Y'all saying this salad is, this is my meal. So I'd be like, look, do I want to go get salmon, macaroni, broccoli, and pay 14 Or do I want to just get a salad? My salads are not no little salads. Like, I'm a real salad eater. Like, I'm the salad goat, self-proclaimed. I challenge you. Anybody feel like they can make a better salad than me, I'm right here at Tony Childs DM me. Let me know. But my salad is like, today I had a salad. Now, today's salad I did not like, and I'm going to be honest. It was arugula. I've been trying different greens because when I usually get, I usually get mixed greens. Mixed greens consist of the spring mix and spinach. I'm like, let me try arugula. Because one day I had kale, and I'm like, kale's not too bad. But that kale and arugula, it tastes too green. I don't even know if that's like a term, like how can something taste too green? But you know what I mean. Like go to the nearest plant near you and sniff the plant. That's what the arugula tastes like with salad dressing. I'm like, yo, this tastes too green. But in my mind, I'm like, you know what, I got to be healthy in this. Ain't no way. So the salad I had today was arugula, strawberries, black beans, avocado, almonds, walnuts, raspberry vinaigrette dressing. So good. I call that my summer salad. My summer salads always have fruits in it. People always say, oh, that's nasty fruit with salad dressing. Try it. Try it. I'm not like, when somebody tell me, oh, I eat salads, don't tell me you eat salads if you a grilled chicken season salad type of person. You don't know nothing about salads. I can't talk to you. If you um go to Olive Garden, you be like, I don't want no toppings, just lettuce and tomato. You're not a real salad eater. But that's for a different day. We can have like a little a little a show about cooking and stuff. You feel me? Because I do know a couple meals. But the overall message for today is like, you got to do things that's going to keep adding credentials to your list. Like, this is what humbled me and made me think about this. I'm like, okay, I don't know if I really like bartending no more. And it's cool, and I'm grateful to have had the experience to bartend because I started bartending two jobs in February, and it's changed my life. From February to July, my life changed like a complete 360, and it was all because of bartending. But now I'm like, you know, I'm getting older I don't want to go back to work, but I don't have any businesses lined up right now. Like, I don't have anything that's bringing in any type of money. So it's like either I have to work or, yeah, I have to work until these businesses start. So I was thinking about going back to work. I started to construct a resume. (laughs) And, you know, when I do resume, I'm talking for, like, my degree, like a finance resume. I haven't worked in finance in like a year and a half two years i've been in new york two years and i did not have a job now yes i bartended but you know i don't really say it's a job job 
but two years. And I'm like, why am I not adding credentials to my life? Like, the whole time I've been in New York for a year and a half, because I only had two jobs for, since February. Why wasn't I working both finance and bartending? But, you know, when I constructed that resume, I was no longer a bartender. I was payroll specialist at the, at the bar working. I, you know, you got to switch it up sometimes. Do what you got to do. But what I'm saying is keep adding credentials. Like, I've been thinking, should I go back to school? And that's something I've pondered on for, like, weeks and weeks. I'm like, do I want more debt? Do I really want this degree? Because, but it's just like, why not? Why not? Because it ain't free. <laughs> that, that's my plan. But it's just like, if I'm not going to go get another degree, I should at least go get a certification in something. And if I'm going to be bartending, why not even get my bartending certification? It's just add a credentials. Like, keep achieving something. Every three months, you should be looking like, oh, I accomplished this. You only got four quarters in a year. Four, that's it. And you can't accomplish something in each four? And I'm not talking small accomplishments because my good news be small accomplishments. Like, yes, I be proud of myself. I give myself a pat on the back, but that ain't no real accomplishment. Like, there was a um a question on the application. It was like, name your most accomplishment. I was your proudest accomplishment. And I was just thinking, like, my proudest accomplishment was having my freedom. Really traveling and doing whatever I want this year. But I can't put that on a job application. They're going to be like, oh, wow, this girl doesn't like to work. <laughs> so, of course, I had to say, oh, well, you know, my greatest accomplishments is, you know, achieving things in school and giving back and doing. Speaking of giving back, like I haven't been active in my um, sorority enough. I just feel like it's summertime now. There's a lot of events going on. And I really, really want to start a modeling troupe in New York City. Now, I've modeled in New York and then I went to college. And the way they model in D.C., Maryland, Virginia is totally different these girls are taught to have like confidence posture poise you ever seen um Beyonce video when it was like um they teach girls too you know the song from um Lemonade that video shows how the girls are taught how to model we don't have that in New York and if we do I wasn't exposed to it so I want to provide that for my community while I'm still here and that's something I've been saying I want to do for so long and I haven't took one step towards it. So now I'm saying it and saying it on wax. So it's like, got to happen, you know? But I'm not going to talk your ears off so much. If you didn't get nothing from this message, I want you to know that build your credit. And once your credit is built, learn the value of the per- the value of the credit. Like what is the purchasing power of a 50 credit store? If you're saving your money, save your money and then invest a portion of it. Don't never invest all of your money. Right. If you're going to buy a house, I don't want to hear no excuses. I don't want to live in a big house by myself. All right. Buy that big house and rent that big house out. Save that big check. And then when you get your big family, y'all can move into the house and you'll have money because you've already owned the property. Then start your business. Like if you're going to start your business, you better not stop. If you don't have the money to start your business, all the free paperwork, everything that you need should be done. I'm not trying to hear that. Then invest wisely because you're going to start making money off your off your savings account. Make sure that you're not doing this stuff just to do it. Make sure you're not saving a bunch of money just to see it in your savings account. Make sure you're not working so hard just to say, oh, yeah, I got that. No, do this for you. 
these people around you, their life is going to keep going. Like nothing should affect you. Like your biggest thing should be impressing yourself, competing with yourself. Oh, I did this last year. I got to do better. Like even when I go to the gym, like I'm not in the gym every day like I should, but I have been in it. Being in the gym on some, look, I did 50 crunches last time I was in here. All right, I'm not leaving until I do 65. Little stuff like that, it adds up. Like, it becomes a lifestyle. Like, when you get obsessed with achieving things, your lifestyle changes. And that's really it. So, good news for the week. Woo! Good news, good news, good news. What I got going on? Okay, I ordered my um cake for my birthday. I found a baker in Toronto. That's pretty good. Also, a good news is I hit my savings goal for June. I'm really, really proud. It was, I'm not even going to say it was hard. What did I cut back on? I don't know. And that's the problem right there. If I was budgeting effectively, I could tell you everything I did. I don't know. Oh, what I did was aggressively saving. So I know I was supposed to be saving 10% of every dollar. I wouldn't have gotten to my goal that way. So let's say I go to work and I make $220. I literally save $200 and keep $20. And I did that for like a week straight, two weeks straight. And I got my goal. So this year I got to find, I mean, this month I'm finding a new strategy, but right now that's what's been working for me. Now this month is a little different because I am going on a trip. Why don't I have a trip budget set aside? Because Anisha was not effectively budgeting prior to June. That's why. And we don't want this to happen again. But now that I didn't, I have to reap the consequences. So now I'm working like, damn, I need to put this away because I'm going on a trip. And, you know, I, I don't play about my trips. You know, I dress to the to, to the nines. So I got to get my little outfits together. And that's pretty much it. So, listen, we're doing another episode really, really soon. DM me, write me, let me know what you guys want to hear. And I want to do a video so you guys can see me and we can do like a um, a painting project, actually. I think I want to record that. So I've been developing a hobby of painting with Kenneth Matthews, and you guys heard of him. So I think we're going to um, record our painting session and let us know what you think of it. Thank you.